Good morning, class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and we welcome you to Faith School. Faith School is the place where my spirit gets fed, where my faith grows stronger, and where I learn how to be an overcomer. Hallelujah. It is always God's will that we overcome every trial, every test, every issue and problem that would come against you in life, uh, don't believe that God wants you to fail sometimes. Uh, he wants something bad to win out in your life. That is never the will of God. He is, he's not willing that any should perish. Now, obviously, there's a lot of folks that are perishing, but it's not His will. And the reason why it happens, even though it's not His will, is because He really has given us a free will, a free choice. And wise people choose to trust Him, choose to believe Him, choose to listen to Him and obey Him. And so you, you won't know what to do unless you hear what He's saying. Thankfully, He's given us a book. And it's got the answers. It's got uh, the instructions. And you, uh, he's also given us the author of the book to indwell us 24-7 and to lead us and guide us into all the truth, everything he has said, bring to our remembrance everything that he said to us, even show us things to come, parts of the the plan and, and will of God to walk out. So get your Bible, and if you don't have a Bible, get one right away. <laughs> get, get it and something to make a note with. Come on into the classroom with us. Turn everything off for the time being. Give the Lord your full attention for the next few minutes. Father, we, we thank you so much for caring about us, for choosing us, for redeeming us, saving us. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. And we, we ask for utterance and direction. We ask for fresh manna from heaven, exactly what you know we need right now. And we purpose to put it into practice with your help. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Look, please, in our great textbook, the, uh, the Bible, 1 John 5, uh, text that we've been looking at for a few weeks now. And if you have not been with us, um, the previous lessons are all available online. You go to faithschool.org and a lot of lessons, hundreds of lessons there. No charge. Won't cost you anything. You can watch as long as you want, listen, download, and uh, it'll help you because we've covered a lot of ground getting to the place where we are now. And it's based on... Um, the great truth in 1 John 5, verse 4, that says, For whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. 
Who is he that overcomes the world but he that believes that Jesus is the Son of God? That's how you are born of God, born again, born from above, is that you believe in your heart that Jesus is the Christ, he is the Son of God, and that God has raised him from the dead after paying the price for our sins. And you then confess with your mouth that Jesus is your Lord. He's your master. It's not just enough to believe he is a Savior or even the Savior. Uh, for you to benefit, you must receive him as your Savior. Amen. Your Savior. And if you haven't done that, you can do that right now. And that's not just mouthing words or parroting something that I would say or somebody else would say. But if from your heart you believe this and you're making a commitment to him, your entire life will be changed and your eternity changed. Said out loud, I believe, I believe in, God. in God. I believe, I believe in, his Jesus, in his son Jesus that he died on the cross. Paid for all my sins, and that He's been raised from the dead. Jesus, I receive you, and all you have done for me, and I confess you as my Lord, my Savior, my Redeemer. Thank you for saving me. Hallelujah! If you if you meant that in your heart, then something amazing, astounding uh, happened inside of you, and you'll, you know it. Uh, you don't have to wonder about it. You know it, and uh, once you're born of Him, that's not the end. It's the beginning of something, and the just not only are born again by faith, they live by faith. They walk and take steps every, every day and every night by faith. And if you're born of God, you are a born overcomer. You are, it's your spiritual makeup because what you're born of God. He's not a loser. He, he, he's not a conquered one. He's not a defeated one. And you are born of him. You come from him. Well, he's a winner, and, and you are a born winner. You're a born overcomer. Now, if there, there was never anything to overcome, how could you be an overcomer? Being an overcomer reveals that there will be things you encounter in life that uh, try to stop you. They try to hinder you. They try to slow you down or distract you or confuse you or whatever the case may be, but it's, it's bad. And uh, nobody goes through this life without having to deal with some kind of challenges. And, and no matter how much of the Word you know or how much you pray or how much you know God, you will have to fight the good fight of faith uh, every day on something, you'll, you'll have to decide, no, I'm not going to accept this. I'm going to overcome it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm not just going to take this and, and, and uh, you know, say, well, it, it, I can't have the good thing or the good thing can't happen in my life or for me or for here. No, you'll have to resist 
doubt, fear, uh, lack of knowledge, and all those things. You'll have to resist it and say, no, no, the greater one's inside me. He's helped me over and over again. And just like we won those last 20 times, we'll win this one too. Because you are a born overcomer. Said out loud, I'm born of God. And I am an overcomer. Well, overcomers do what? They overcome stuff. Is that right? They, they overcome bills. <laughs> they overcome debt. They overcome setbacks. They overcome their own dumb mistakes. Huh? Don't raise your hand, but have you ever made a big dumb mistake? Everybody has. Everybody has. But you don't just curl up in the corner and cry and quit. That's not who you are. You're an overcomer. Is that right? You're a born of God overcomer. So what do you do? You look to him and you say, Lord, what do I need to do now? And you reach out to him. And when you're not strong enough, he is your strength. Hallelujah. Uh, his grace is sufficient and, and more than enough. And he will infuse you and I with knowledge, wisdom, understanding, strength, grace, favor, help provision. Do you believe it? If you'll give him something to work with, which is faith. The very next phrase says it, doesn't it? And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. You, you must agree with him. If he says you can overcome, what should you say? Yeah, but I just can't. I just, I just know that's how you go down and stay down because that's not faith and that's not victory. That's fear. And, and the spirit of faith is the spirit of victory, the spirit of the overcomer. Well, what's the spirit of fear then? It's the spirit of cowardice. It's the spirit of drawing back. It's the spirit of failure. It's the spirit of defeat. Come on, say it out loud. I'm not a coward. I'm not a, coward. I'm not a failure. I'm not a, failure. I'm not a quitter. I'm, not a quitter. I'm, born I'm born of God. And I'm an overcomer. Now see, you don't have to have a clue how you're going to overcome to say that. To be that. It's, a, it's just a choice. How, and, and somebody might say, how in the world are you going to overcome this? You say, God knows. <laughs> and he's with me. And he's in me. And he'll show me. And he'll help me. How in the world will we ever get that? Well, he, he can do it. How many believe God can do it? Nothing's too hard for him. All things are possible. But again, you got to give him something to work with. And what that is, is, is simple, uh, it's, pro, it's profound and wonderful, but it can be very simple at the same time. Just a simple, Lord, I trust you. I trust that whatever it takes to get me through this, to get me out of this, you'll do it. You'll help me. You'll show me. You'll take me by the hand, lead me every step of the way. Is he that good? Is he that, he said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And he is the faithful God. Yes. Go with me, if you would, to, to Romans, the 10th chapter. We've looked at this 
The reason we uh, keep going over some of these things is not because we're out of material. Uh, <laughs> it's because, um, you know, faith comes, as this passage right here says, by hearing and hearing. And it's not just logging uh, in information in your brain, mind, mentally. That's not... Um, that's not trust. Uh, hearing something until you hear it is an issue. Uh, have you ever, uh, you know, if you've been walking with the Lord any length of time, I know this has happened to you, but read the word or hear something maybe five times, ten times, twenty times over the months and years, and then somebody say something about it or read it again or preach on it, then you go, oh, well, see, you, you just finally heard it after those 40 times, and yet you had heard it before. But you had heard it, but didn't hear it. Can you see that? And so it, it's not because his word is so complex or, or complicated or mystically, you know, hard to get a hold of. That is not the case. The Holy Spirit is the greatest teacher who's ever been. And he knows how to make things so you understand them. He speaks your language, even your dialect. He understands your colloquialisms. I mean, he is, he is amazing, amazing. And he knows how to get it across to you. You might say, well, if that's the case, then why has it been seeming you know, hard to get a hold of sometimes? Or why would you need to study it or think about it or hear it 40 times? Because there's an enemy down here. And he is trying to convolute and, and obscure and confuse all the time. He's trying to, to interfere with you and I getting things and seeing things, especially the truth of God's word. Because what will the truth do for you? It'll make you free. From what? Well, from the enemy stuff. That's why he tries so hard to keep you from seeing it. Or me or anybody. Even the scripture says in 2 Corinthians 4 that the God of this world, talking about the devil, the enemy, has blinded the minds of those that believe not, lest they should see lest they should see the, the glory and, and light of Jesus and light of salvation. Uh, it's it's sad uh, reality that millions of people, they just don't see it. They're, they're spiritually blind and deaf and don't see it. And the enemy is actively blinding. He's actively trying to block your seeing it, uh, hinder you're getting it. And so you have to be persistent. Hmm? You have to make up your mind, I'm getting this. Right? And so you look at it again. And you read it again. And it's not because God's trying to hide it from you or hold it back. He's not the problem. <laughs> right? And have you found that when you do see what the Lord was saying to you, uh, you go, oh, Oh, well, that's what it said all the time. <laughs> it was simple. It wasn't that it was so hard to understand. It's this uh, enemy, this evil enemy. Won't it be good later on when he is removed out of the way and we don't have to deal with his hindering and blocking? 
But uh, even though it's that way now, if you'll set your face and you'll persist through faith and persistence, you'll get it. I said, you'll get it. Even if you have to read it another 10 times or hear it another five times, just, just stay with it and you will get it. Hallelujah. And the truth will make you free. In Romans, the 10th chapter, he talks about um, being born of God and how that happens. What we just did just a moment ago, believing in your heart, saying with your mouth. And in verse 15, he says, how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. Now that's from Isaiah 52, uh, 7. Uh, and again, he, he's about to quote uh, later in the passage, Isaiah 53, just a few verses later. So Isaiah 52, chapter 52, chapter 53 are referenced in this passage of Romans 10. And it'll do us good. In fact, we, we may, before it's over with, go back, look at some of those more carefully. He said, uh, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach or proclaim the gospel of peace. Now we've been talking about this and it'll bear a lot of repetition and, and time spent on it. The gospel, what it is and what it's not. Uh, what is the gospel? Uh, don't assume you know this. This is a big word. This is a big part of the New Testament, big part. And it's not just New Testament. The Bible said Abraham had the gospel preached to him. <laughs> well, that's long ago, right? <laughs> and what is the gospel? People have, you know, given their own ideas about it. Some people say, well, the gospel truth, it's the truth. Well, the gospel is true, but that's not really an accurate definition. Gospel doesn't just mean truth. Gospel means good news or good report or good tidings. And, um, you know, today we have news that comes on our local networks and national networks. And what do they tell you on the news? <laughs> well, don't get into that. But uh, reports, reports. There are reporters and there are announcers and anchors that read the reports. Somebody went somewhere, a reporter uh, went somewhere, asked questions, they, they uh, recorded something on the camera and they came back and they gave the report. Well, the report, the word report is used synonymously with gospel. In fact, if you keep reading this here, it says, uh, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. That is a definition of the gospel. What is the gospel? Glad tidings, we might use the word news. We don't use the word tidings as much anymore, but we, we use the word news. Good news of what? Glad news of good things. Say it out loud. Glad news of good things. 
What kind of things? Good things. So you're not preaching the gospel unless you're preaching some good things. Hmm? And it is these good things, if you hear it, will make you glad. Glad news of good things. That's the gospel. And, and it's good news about what? Well, about Jesus, about what God the Father has done for humanity, for all of us, and even after you're saved, for the body of Christ and for the great plan that's going into eternity. Good news is the best news you have ever heard and ever will hear. And the way you can tell that you're actually hearing the good news and that you're believing it is you get excited. You get excited beyond expression. And some people, you know, they, they, they mock folks like us uh, because we, we get demonstrative. And we'll get to praising God and we'll be able to start shouting and get loud, dance, run around the room. And, and, and I've heard people say, oh, is all of that really necessary? <laughs> well, I don't know about necessary, but if you, if you get a hold of the truth of the gospel, you will not just be able to sit there and fold your hands and go, mm-hmm, isn't that nice? It's better than nice. It, it is heaven instead of hell. Hallelujah. It is made righteous instead of condemned as evil. Hallelujah. It's made an eternal part of the immediate family of the Almighty, the creator of the heavens and the earth, and given a place in his advancing kingdom to rule and reign with him forever, realizing we're actually in training right now for the next parts that's coming. It's the best news you've ever heard Amen. and ever will hear. And the more you find out about it, it's just better and better than you, than you thought it was. Hallelujah. So if you're, if you're bored with Christianity and church, you're not hearing the right thing. Or if you are, you're not listening. You're not, you're not paying attention to it because the word of truth, the gospel of truth, the gospel of grace is glad news of good things. Hallelujah. Come on, say it again. The gospel, glad news of good things. Hallelujah. You know, uh, Jesus, uh, one of the, we have reason to believe one of the main texts that he used repeatedly in preaching in numerous cities and towns and places was from Isaiah again, where he said, the spirit of the Lord is on me because he's anointed me to do what? To preach, <laughs> to proclaim the gospel. Really? What? What? Glad tidings of good news, the gospel to the poor, and uh, healing of the brokenhearted, and deliverance to the captive, and recovering of sight to the blind. Is that good news? Yes. Is that good news? Yes. Can, can, you, can you hear? What if you're bound up? The good news is you've been set free. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Well, what if you're blind? You, you can see. What if you're poor? Your needs are met. Hallelujah. Come on, can you see? That's what he said he was anointed to preach. And he goes on to say, and when this gospel is preached to all nations, then shall the end come. I've heard sometimes people say, well, you know, everything that's been going on for all these years, the gospel has been preached everywhere. Not that gospel. (laughs) Not that gospel. Religion has been preached. Tradition has been preached. Hardness, judgment has been preached. That's not good news. Now there's a time to talk about that side of the word, but that's not the gospel. Tell me what the gospel is. Glad news news of good things. Good things. What does the world need to hear? They need to hear the glad news about the good things that our good God has done for us through Christ. He said, verse 16, but they have not all obeyed the gospel. The good news is to be obeyed. Part of the good news is, you know, if you will believe this, if you will receive this and act on it, then you'll experience the benefits of it. But see, you don't have to obey that. You can, you can say, I don't believe all that. And sadly, millions are doing that. They don't, I don't believe in all that God stuff. I don't believe in all that church stuff. And, you know, all these folks are either just confused or a bunch of crooks or whatever. Well, there are confused people out there and there's crooks out there. But it doesn't do away, doesn't do away with the real that God exists. Hallelujah. And that the gospel is the answer of all your problems in life. He goes on to say, they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah said, Lord, who has believed our report? Now here you can see he uses that word report interchangeably with tidings or news, which is the gospel. You can also call the gospel the good report. Hallelujah. And for every situation in your life, God has a good report. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What am I going to do about my finances, Lord? He's got a good report for you if you'll listen. Lord, what am I going to do about my body and my health? He's got a good report. How many know there's a good report in the Word of God about that? There's a good report. There is a good report. Don't just listen to the bad. Ask God for the good report. He'll help you to find it. Isaiah had says, Lord, who has believed our report? So then faith comes by a report. This word translated hearing is also translated report. And you can see that's in this whole text. He keeps bringing it up. Faith comes by a report and the report by the word of God. He says, who has believed our report? Man, this is the big question throughout the whole earth. Who has believed this gospel? Who has believed there is a Savior for the world? Who has believed it? Somebody say, I believe it. I believe it. I I choose to believe the good report. And our time's up today. Say it out loud. I live by faith. I walk by faith. I overcome the world by faith. I'm strong in faith, giving glory 
to God. Come back tomorrow. There's a lot more to see. We'll see you soon back here in Faith School. I've got the victory living inside. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941 702 7390.